Hello, and welcome to the Passion on Purpose Leaders on Center Stage podcast. I am Steph, and I'm the owner and creative director of Vim. Vim's mission is to showcase the enthusiasm and passion of business leaders nationwide. I cannot wait to have you listen to the show and stick around. At the end, we talk a little bit about how you can be my next guest. All right, guys, we are back with another episode of the Passion on Purpose Leaders on Center Stage. And I'm so excited to introduce our leader today, Jason Skisik. He is with Spear and Clover, also juggles all these hats. He also is the runner, founder, you know, main honcho at the uh, Dynasty Defined, which we're going to dive into and explain a little bit more about that. But um, thank you, Jason, for coming on. Oh my goodness, Steph, thank you so much for having me on. Your vim and energy is coming through in Yay. big ways, and I'm really excited to talk to you and your audience today. Yay, thank you. I'm, you know, you might be the first guest who who knows what vim means. You know, it's funny. I used to say it all the time, but it's like an old-timey word because totally. I grew up on black and white shows when I was a kid. And so yes. like vim and vigor and like yes. uh, or like they would it would be in the old commercials for like soda pop and stuff and yeah, yes. I, it was immediately when I saw it I was like, "Oh, vim, she must be a ball of energy." Yes. Yeah. Yes, okay. I love yeah. it. Well, I just probably need to do some research on when those commercials were out and uh, recognize my audience here, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. Well, perfect. With that in mind, with Vim in mind, we are going to do as we always do. And we are going to start with my hard-hitting question. You ready? Bring it on. (laughs) All right, Jason. What is your why? What is my why? I think that everybody is sort of an archetypal role in a village. And so there are fishermen and there's builders and there's teachers. I am undeniably a shepherd. It is my job to help you get where you're going without hopefully letting you get hurt. Uh, And so what I find is uh, when people have a very clear idea of what mountain they'd like to climb, I'm very, very good at helping those folks get to the top of that mountain. Wow. What a clear visual you painted too with, with, with what you described with your why. I love that. Well, it's funny because uh, there was a, there was a time in my life as an entrepreneur where I was looking outward at my mentors and at the people in the world that had impacted me. And I've been fortunate to have some unbelievable mentors, like some are household names. And, and those people, it was always a struggle for me because I could see some areas where I was like them and was doing things for the same reasons, but, but not exactly. And so I can introduce you to the best fisherman in the world, somebody who's great at sales. And what they want to do is they want to catch more fish and then they want to get a second boat and catch more fish with that. And pretty soon they have a big fleet of boats and they're catching as many fish as they can. That's not me. And I can introduce you to the best carpenter in town, the guy that's great at building things or gal that's great at building things and seeing it through to the very top. And that's their thing. And I can introduce you to the teachers and I can go on and on, but let's Let's keep moving. <laughs> no, I love it. Yeah. I, I love that. And I love how you recognize that that is a skill, right? I oftentimes believe, and maybe this is just from my own journey, but I've got to believe it's others as well, that things that come innate to us, we often don't early on enough recognize them as skills because mm. they come so innate. It's like, well, if I'm good at this, everyone must be good at this. Right. So my my question to you is at what stage in your earlier life pre spear and clover did mm-hmm. you recognize this shepherdness in you was it 
I mean, I'm saying, are you thinking like on school playground? Are you rallying the troops and getting everyone? Okay, you want slides? You go there. You want swings? <laughs> you go yeah. there. What, yeah. what did that look like for you early on? It's funny because I think probably the answer I wish I could give you is not the truth. The answer I am going to give you that's true is it was out of frustration. Mm -hmm. uh, myself and a lot of entrepreneurs I know, I think I call it the beautiful butterfly complex. And that's where you go like, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a visionary. I'm a beautiful butterfly who makes something that never existed before. And then you also have this idea of how come nobody I hire can do exactly what I do exactly as well as I do it. And I just realized pretty early on through frustration and failure that that's just not the case, that there are some people that are talented at seeing problems from a high angle or from a high view and being able to solve them uh, while they're moving forward, their head up and feet moving at the same time. And there are some folks who just are not that capable of that and they need to be you know, guided and taught and, and shown specifically how we want to do things. And that's okay because mm -hmm. if I choose to believe that I'm exceptional as an entrepreneur, the other side of that coin is I must help those that serve in the businesses that I own uh, to do a better job of energizing my vision. Yes, I love that. So when was that for you? When was that frustration point? Um, probably in about 2017, um, okay. in about 2017 for the first seven years of owning a CrossFit gym, which I've owned for 12 and a half years, although I don't manage it or own most of it anymore. Um, for the first seven years, it was a, it was a jobby me and my, some, some veteran friends wanted to have a gym to do adult playground stuff, to lift things and throw things around and hand, walk on our hands and all the fun stuff. Um, yeah. but I was working as a banker. I was working in a, a career as a financial analyst at a, the biggest bank in the world. And so, you know, I didn't really put any of the business practices in. It was just for fun. And then mm -hmm. when I decided, when I realized that I was an entrepreneur and that my passions lied with this tribe that we were building, um, I started to ask the questions that I had just ignored for so many years. And as soon as you start to ask those questions, you start to get the answers that maybe you were afraid of, but they're mm -hmm. solvable. And so I would say things like, how come the 4 p.m. class was coached so poorly? Well, it turns out it's because I had never written down how a perfect class should run. And how come the, uh, the, the, the bathroom wasn't clean? Well, it turns out that I had never asked any of my part-time amateur coaches to learn how to clean the bathroom on a schedule. And I could go on and on, but, um, you know, until I started to not just be willing to, but like seek out the questions that I had not yet answered in my business. Um, it wasn't until then that I started to realize um, sort of the gap between where we were and where we wanted to be. And then when you realize this gap, what was that next text? So, okay, before you dive into that, though, I want to point out one, I love your examples. I love that. I, I know you're like, I could go on and on, but I think it paints, they paint such a beautiful picture, right? We're at a fitness gym, whether it's a yoga studio, boxing studio, CrossFit studio, right? If you don't recognize, if, if it's in your head, X, Y, and Z, and you just expect everyone to know what's in your head. I say this, I say this, and my husband listens to the show. I love my husband yeah. so much. And so he's going to laugh when he hears this, but what sometimes I tell him, I'm like, you know, you might have thought that really loudly, but you didn't say it. Right. So <laughs> people who, who we're working with don't hear our thoughts, no matter how loudly we think them. And so I love that you point out that even something as, um, minute as seemingly minute as cleaning the bathroom, that really does need to be explained. And the, uh, expectation of that needs to be outlined. So I just, I just want you to, I want to encourage you to keep those little examples that you're giving, because I think they really help. I know they will help the listeners. 
So then you're at this gap stage. Yeah. What does that look like? Well, um, that we, we had paid, we'd bought into a mastermind group that was, uh, very good at what it does. It's called Jim launched Alex Hormozzi's business. Okay. Uh, so we were like the fifth client for that guy. It was, it was fantastic. Okay. Uh, and it worked. He was selling money. He was selling the right answers to grow a gym, but what he wasn't selling, or, and this isn't a, a knock on him, but what he wasn't doing is running your gym for you. He wasn't teaching you how to grow by multiple factors. We went from 93, uh, clients after seven years, it took me seven years to cross 200. It took me six months to get to 300. And so we were growing incredibly rapidly, but we also had been, we want, we needed to fulfill very well and we needed to retain our tribal voice and the culture mm -hmm. that we had developed over so many years. And so this was something that was, it was just, it was like there was a ghost chasing me down the path when this was happening, because uh, on the one hand I had, I had this conflict. I, on the one hand, I had, you know, money and clients coming in at an unheard of rate. And on the other hand, I had the people who I cared about who had babies because they met their spouses in our tribe. Right. And so it was incredibly important that we were filtering all of these very tactical, very valuable things through the lens that was right for me and my core values and our tribe. And so it was constantly I'll, I'll never forget, you know, I was I was doing a group sale to 10 people and I think I signed like six or seven of them up at $600 a pop. This is a big deal. And the only thing, Steph, that I could think about was that I didn't help those four. You know what uh -huh. I mean? And so, so it, to me, I think, um, you know, I was very fortunate to be ready for that when it came my way, uh, as I'm ready for what's coming my way now, which is new. Um, but I do think that where, where the rubber met the road was just being willing when, okay, we got 12 people coming in. What can we do? Do we have two classes of six? Do we put them into regular classes? Do we make them go Monday, Wednesday, Friday? Can they only come at 5 p.m.? I could go on and on, but these are conversations that I had to go down dark rabbit holes with to really balance out this machine. And so uh, one of the habits that came about at that time is about once a month, I go into a float tank and I look at my business like an engineering diagram of an engine and I just blow it all into pieces. And then I say, okay, is this the most efficient way to move forward from this float? And I move things around and I think about relationships and I think about the frictions and, and how maybe I thought things would go one way and they ended up going another way. And then when I reassemble that engine, usually it's not dramatically different, but it's as efficient as I can come up with in the moment. But I make sure to make that part of my practice because otherwise we're gonna be limping down the road on two cylinders and no oil in the, in the engine, you know? So I gotta yeah. make sure to, to do that once in a while. Yeah. Okay. I have to ask, I have to ask the maybe silly question. So when you say the float tank, is this a fictional float tank or there's float tanks now? Like, are you, is that your way of getting, tapping into that is truly a real float tank like they have oh, now? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I go to a sensory deprivation float about once a month. I have a recurring membership with a local company. I cannot more highly recommend it. I've been wanting, we have some out here. So probably about 45 minutes from me, um, in Tacoma, Washington. And there's a couple out there and my, my friend, he keeps encouraging me to go try it out. And I just haven't, I mean, I'm talking like five, six years of encouragement. So clearly I need to go try this out three times. You got to go three times. Okay. Most entrepreneurs, the first time they go, they can't quiet their mind. They're just, so I'll just like bounce around like a baby otter. Like if that happens, I just like go with it. Don't even fight it. Got and it, then by it. the second or third time, you'll, it, it, I think that's where it really links in for people. Okay. I yeah. love that. So yeah. we talked off air really briefly now, and I think this is leading us beautifully into it. You've talked a lot. The audience is picking up on a lot of these 
dare I call them standard operating procedures, these nuances, this structural strategy around actually the functions of the business. Mm -hmm. But you alluded to this foundation of serving others and this purpose behind, you know, you'd said there was six, there's 10 people, six of them sign up. And all you can think about is there's this heart piece, this heart moment, uh, this passionate moment of where, where I didn't touch them. So I want to know what are your core values? How have you bled those through the business? How did you find those? Um, tell me that story. So uh, I had a mentor uh, recommend that I read the book Traction. So many of your listeners have heard of Traction and EOS. And in fact, before I started the business that I own now, I considered being a part of that company, being a, an implementer for for or an, in, yeah, an implementer for for EOS. Um, but my people aren't $25 million manufacturing companies. And so it just didn't make sense to me. But uh, yeah, so I earnestly went about the course of creating my core values. And along the way, I actually redefined the way that you do that, I think. I think I have a unique way to identifying core values, which I do walk folks through that are in my course. Um, But first, I started by just writing down who I am, because your core values aren't something that you borrow from McDonald's or Apple or Microsoft and then slide in a drawer on the first day that you file for your LLC, as we discussed as well. (laughs) Um, Your core values are the, they're what you showed up with. They're the ember that burns inside of you. They're, they're what make you, you couldn't turn it off if you wanted to. So don't pick core values that aren't you already. Don't pick who you wish you were. Uh, And so what we do is we write down a list of words and phrases that are us. um, And then we take it to our mother, our wife, our husband, our friends, and we ask them to do the same thing without coloring their inputs. And you're going to see a bunch of crossover there. Then we give it about a week to think about that list. Um, couple of different people have gotten their eyes on it. And then we start to circle like items, okay? Um, And this is the time where I'll tell you what my core values are just to make this a little easier. Uh, Who I am is described by spirit of the puppy, which is like high energy, loves adventure, gets energy from engaging with people. If you walked into my gym and I'm in the very back, I'm, hey, how's it going? And I'm walking across the room. Uh, We balance that with uh, military mindset, military mindset I acquired in the in the army. uh, And that's like discipline and always stepping forward when there's an opportunity for responsibility. Uh, And so the balance between spirit of the puppy and military mindset is what makes Jason Jason. How I work, my third core value is how I work, and that's uh, head up, feet moving, meaning I'm hard charging towards my goals, but I'm also aware of where I need to make changes. I like to build the plane while it's flying, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. How I communicate with others is tribal. If you have, I'm wearing a noble shirt, I'm wearing a go fast, don't die hat. And a lot of my friends probably are, would listen to this wearing a noble shirt <laughs> and wearing a go fast, don't die hat. In fact, one of my members of my mastermind showed up wearing this hat on the first call and I was like, I knew it. Uh, and so tribal, very much tribal. Uh, and then what I'm, what gets me out of bed in the morning is my final core value and that's invested. I'm invested in myself, I'm invested in my clients, I'm invested in my employees and the mission at large. And their missions at large. Um, And so I had mentioned earlier that I think I changed the way core values are developed. And that's these categories that I came up with, which Mm -hmm. is who you are, how you work, how you communicate with others, and what what gets you out of bed in the morning, what you're driven by. Because I think too often people's core values really just all do the same thing and like describe who you are. Right, right, right. Yeah. I love, I, I do a similar exercise with my clients and the, the, the goal is that once we prioritize or list our core values or statements, they should tell the story. Yeah. And the same way you have that structured is 
through Jason. And this is how I work. This is the way you'll see it. This is what we, and this is why, yeah. right? It, it tells this beautiful story. And so I cool. love that you categorize that. That makes yeah, it, yeah. it also makes it for those who aren't like us, who just understand the power of this, have worked on it before. Mm -hmm. Maybe it came slightly innate. It's a very challenging, overwhelming task to take on. Mm -hmm. um, so I love I love that you made it more digestible by giving these kind of categorizations of them. Yeah, I think about it like a puzzle piece, Steph. Mm -hmm. I think like so to test it to make sure that it was right. I held that puzzle piece up to former relationships and opportunities. Oh, yeah. this coach was great. Everything yeah, it was like my words were coming out of their mouth. Their spirit of the puppy, their uh, tribal, their head up, feet moving, their military mindset. And this coach seemed great. They seemed like they would be a great fit. But yes was no, up was down, left was right. It seemed like we were always butting heads. Oh, it's because they were this, but they weren't that. Yeah. And once I had tested that adequately, now I can hold that puzzle piece up to future opportunities and relationships and decisions. Mm -hmm. And it's been an incredibly um, valuable tool that has served me ever since. Yeah, I call it the lens. You know, we work yeah. everything of our brand through our lens. Mm -hmm. And if if at any point that lens is blocked because it doesn't go through those values, then we need to assess that decision that's needing to be made, whether it's a partnership, whether it's taking on a client, whether it's hiring someone. If it doesn't go through that filter of our lens, then we need to stop and make some decisions on what's on what aligns and what doesn't. So um, now spear and clover, yeah. how does that come into, excuse me, how does that come into play? Well, Steph, I'm glad you asked and I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> So one of the habits that I have, so I think I think entrepreneurs should do uh, two things physically each week. I think you should do elective collective suffering, which is where you get into a group of people and you do something that's really hard. So that's CrossFit, that's hot yoga, that's spin, that's all sorts of different things, but you should go through it with somebody and with a community. I think that's important mm -hmm. as a CrossFit gym owner and a jiu-jitsu practitioner now, I think that's right. important. The second thing I think you should do is go on solo missions. So some weeks that's going to a float tank. I go into a float tank by myself, I have no phone and I can think about my business business, my relationships, my place in the universe, whatever. Well, when I'm not floating, what I do is I go on ruck marches. This is like hiking for people that were in the army. I just put okay. a heavy backpack on. Uh, and I live here in the Indiana Dunes National Park, as we talked about before we started recording. And so I live in these sand hills and I'm right on Lake Michigan here. And so one day I was out rucking 11 miles. I had 40 pound pack on my back and a 40 pound log on my shoulder. And I wouldn't put it down for the entire 11 miles. And I have my two Australian puppies, my Australian shepherd puppies with me. And I'm military mindset, Steph. I'm laser focused on hoofing. I'm rucking as hard as I can, going as fast as I can. Uh, and the dogs are having the time of their life. If I went 11 miles that day, they went 22. <laughs> they're running out into the woods and then Circles. they're good girls. Yeah, they're running out of the woods. Around they're you. coming back to check on me. They're running out of the woods. They're coming back to check on me. And it just it just slapped me in the face in that moment that that's the combination of me at my best. It's military mindset, working as hard as I can towards the goals that are important to me, but also spirit of the puppy, playing and having fun and enjoying life as it's happening. And so at its best, Spear and Clover represents really dynamic, creative entrepreneurs who are hard charging towards their goals, but that are still enjoying life, that are taking care of their family and spending time with their friends. I, and you have a visual, I, I just, I say, I love it. My husband all the time. It's like, you say, I love it a lot, I, yeah. but I do. I love that. Yeah. Like, I truly love that yeah. moment that you painted the picture of pulling that all together. And you also, so 
you know, if you're watching this on YouTube, you, you might see Jason occasionally with his arm has this beautiful visual rep representation. So those who aren't watching, who are listening, Jason, describe what you have. Yeah, so on my forearm, I have like an 11 inch Spartan spear that represents military mindset. And then I have an infinite clover of rope that represents the clover or spirit of the puppy. Um, and actually, this was drawn by one of my best friends, neighbor, and tribal member for a long time of my gym, Jackie Weinberg, who's an artist. So she drew this, and then it was tattooed on me by somebody that was referred to me by the gym. And this was on me for years before it was ever a company. This is a, a core value tattoo. And by the way, the only other tattoo I have is the logo for my gym right here. <laughs> so I guess I guess I'm like my own private billboard, I guess. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, there we could I could tell that we are like-minded and we could yeah. probably geek out forever. Yeah. But I'm sure the audience is tapping into a lot of really relatable great things with you. And so I want them to understand in a very specific way what it is that you are doing, whether through Spear and Clover or through Dynasty to find. Yeah. What does that look like? Who is that for? And what's a great way to, to kick things off with you? Yeah. So for starters, you're already in the right place. If you're still listening to this, it's because you love Vim. You love what Steph is building here. And as she said, we're very like-minded. So I would say check her out and give her a, oh. a like and a review and share this with somebody else. But if you like my my vibe and, and you prefer a mustache uh, to a beautiful head of hair, then uh, <laughs> then I guess come on over to Spear and Clover. Uh, so Spear and Clover is for magicians. These are folks that have magic between their ears. They've run through the brick walls. They've worn all the hats, but that won't get them to the next level. In fact, it's the thing that's probably stopping them from impacting the world with their mission in a bigger way is that they're trying to do everything. And what I help people to realize is that by understand by asking the right questions, we can actually take that magic that's stuck between your ears and we can codify it into science that we can scale out to a team and then the world and as far as who i help that are magicians it's the people who are going to try to climb mount everest anyway if you're going to climb mount everest i'm your sherpa does that make sense? And so if you're not, if you just want to have uh, a going concern that's going to pay the bills and, and keep people off your back, you're probably not the right fit for me. Uh, but if you want to find out if you'd fit, I would love to offer a free test drive of our mastermind. Our mastermind meets uh, on the first and third Fridays of every month. We bring in an expert guest speaker, and then we spend 60 minutes in small groups masterminding peer-to-peer. Very nice. And how, so we're going to make sure that the, I have the right show notes uh, in our show notes. I'm going to make sure we have the right URL for yeah. you, but where is that link? Where are we sending them to get that, so that free be, trial? Sure. So that would be www.spearandclover.com. Perfect. So we'll make sure that's on there. You guys can find it. Jason, I mean, it. I can sit here and just keep geeking out with you. So thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Steph. You were famous to me before we even met. So shout out to you. And now you've only lived up and surpassed that expectation. Well, thank you for the kind words. And uh, I, I can't wait to hear how the audience re relates to this because I know there's so much great value. And uh, guys, until next time. Steph here. Thank you so much for listening to the Passion on Purpose Leaders on Center Stage podcast. If you are a successful business owner and you lead your business with passion, we'd love to feature you on our show. We'd love to share with the world what makes your business great and how you have intentionally led passion throughout your business. 
Also, if you got any value or little tidbits from this episode, please take a minute to screenshot the episode and share it on your favorite social media platform. Be sure to tag us so we can properly thank you and we love deepening our connection with our listeners. We are regularly putting out new episodes to feature leaders such as yourself who lead with passion on purpose. So be sure to subscribe to our show so you don't miss any future episodes. For more episodes, guest information, or details on the show, please visit getvim.com forward slash passion on purpose. That's getvim.com forward slash passion on purpose. Once again, I'm Steph. I am the owner and creative director at Vim. And thank you for listening to the show.